Hey, don't you know? Hey, Loreen. Hey, Grant. How's it going? You making rhymes? I tried. I tried. You got to come closer to that mic, Missy. I look like a big blur over here. Oh, I don't have my camera. Yeah, your camera's on the floor. Your camera's looking at cables. (laughs) I couldn't find. Okay, so that's um, a new hairdo. (laughs) I, I. Oh my gosh! There we go. There you are. There we go. Oh, your hair looks nice today, kind of. Oh, I kind of curled it. You know, t- I tried, does. Lori. I have to on s- Monday. You and I both had bristle boards. Oh my gosh! Surgery. I didn't. What wash- happened to us? Well, we, you know, it's midweek. We're getting ready for Friday. <laughs> I'm going to the, one of the restaurant week restaurants tonight. Nice. So I, you know, what, but please, do I'm you not going to say us? it on the air. Tell I'm, us tomorrow. I'll tell you tomorrow. Nice. Um, okay. Only because I'm surprising my hubby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so um. I had two weird things happen to me. Not weird. So I had a physical therapy thing for my neck thing and did a little dry needling. Oh, my God. Does that help? And then I saw Stacy for the massage tonight. I think my neck is back to normal. Oh, good. The chiropractor, the combo, the three, it's great. But anyway. It's terrible to have neck pain. Oh, I'm just so relieved it's it's going away. Yeah, I was wearing flip-flops, Lori. Oh, my gosh. Flops. I wear sunscreen sunscreen on my hands driving to work because it's so sunny here. It is. It's nutty, but I'm not going to lie. Don't miss worrying about crashing into the person in front of me on the road. Well, last year was a horrible winter. It went on for six solid months. Yeah. And you remember remember our our neighborhoods. Remember driving down? If you lived in any neighborhood, you couldn't even see the cars because the snow piles from your driveways were taller than the cars. And then it would melt and so it wasn't good cross-country ski weather it wasn't you know so i feel for our people but anyway then the second thing i wanted to do uh um instagram but i'm too lazy but you did one thank you oh yes (laughs) madam (laughs) exercise i didn't see it lady 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 Lady. oh it was good it's good i can't wait to see it so you can see that Lori and julia on our instagram thing then the other thing is I had a little lean cuisine and I heated it up here and you know you have to peel back the top layer of the film yes. for that healthy healthy meal that I was having. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone can smell it. Yeah. Yeah, but this one wasn't a bad. It's smell. not a bad one. Yeah. It's right. fettuccine Alfredo with broccoli and chicken. Okay. Yes. Yeah, All two hundred and eighty mm-hmm. calories of it. Well, it was probably only two hundred thirty. So. You peel back a little bit of the top layer. Now, I dressed a little nice today because uh, I'm going out after work. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. And I'm then I decide, oh, wouldn't it be smart to shake it, shake it, shake it if I flip uh-huh. it over? All down my shirt, on my sleeve, on my mm-hmm. jeans, covered, mm-hmm. and I smell like broccoli fettuccine <laughs> and Chanel number five. I, uh, no, Coco <laughs> Chanel. But so I don't know what, what's going to come across with my pheromones tonight. Oh, that's it must funny. just mean she's really horny if she smells like fettuccine and bro- fettuccine and Coco broccoli. Chanel. <laughs> it could be an aphrodisiac. I was going to say. You never good, know. Good pasta can you turn. Ne- <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, so the funniest article that I saw. Can we get a? It's the year of the yeah. Uh, Glamour, yeah. Glamour magazine. I sent this to you in an email, hon. And Glamour magazine has decided that. 2024 is the, ye- the, year, the year of the yeehaw with well, Beyonce. because of Beyonce. She is the first <laughs> black woman to ever have the top spot on the country chart with Texas, Texas Hold'em. Here we go. 
No. It's so good. So she knocked off. This song knocked off what was on the chart for number one for weeks was Zach, um, Zach Bryan and Casey Musgraves' I Remember Everything. Grant, you mm-hmm. must know that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, Beyonce's new track has, has drawn uh, 19.2 million official streams. Unreal. 4.8, all format airplay, 4.8 million already. 3,900 units sold in the U.S. only, and 16 Carriages is already at number nine. Yeah. It's such a great song, and look at all the TikToks. Over 80,000 dances have been performed. I requested, Grant, Uh, the day after we heard that song, to Amy, to B. Arthur, to put it in the system. That that hit is going everywhere. And and this, this is all great news. And in the beginning of it, there were country stations refusing to play it. Mm-hmm. Well, not just just for a day, yeah. for a day, for a day till all the beehives yeah. said, "Come on!" Yeah, exactly. But there were well, and then they were like, "This is a damn good song." Exactly. They realized how good it was. And, it's uh, such I a, hope. Go ahead. Well, I hope one of the Minnesota high school hockey teams comes skating out to this <laughs> with the hair. The tournament. Well, it's the girls' tournament today. starting. The girls today. are today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you can so catch it on cho- Channel Forty Five. Yeah, I hope one of the teams picks it. To would that skate be fun? I don't know if they have skate out music, but that would be great. That would be good. I don't know, but you just reminded me of something. So I'm talking, I have two sisters in Bozeman. The older one I was talking to today, and she just got out of a, an ankle boot. Oh. And she's always got something in a boot or cast. She's the more fragile one. <laughs> and um, she got out of it, Lori, and I'm like, well, how's walking going? And she goes, well not that great it hurts all the time kind of thing and then we we're talking about casey Lori's husband is in yeah. the shoulder thing and so then she said but you know i'm thinking i saw the coolest thing and it's when this ice black ice forms for like three weeks only in alaska and it butts right up to a glacier and you can skate there and i thought are you kidding me have she has she hasn't skated in 30 years do she know the work on her ankle i just i just laughed i'm just like now, how is that going to work if you can't even walk on your foot? It was it was yeah. the most hysterical conversation. Not a was, girl dream. I know. Not a girl it was dream. so, and she is. She forwarded me like four books on climbing because she recently has gone into the Denali climbs. All these. She likes to read natural disaster books. My sister. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. very. We had a very funny conversation. But suddenly she's like, "I can't walk, but I'm going to go skate for three weeks in Alaska up next to it." <laughs> It sounds kind of cool, but I was laughing. What's happened there in the last 20, 18 hours, whatever? Well, okay, the most exciting travel news that I read today was just like, good on you, Sun Country Airlines. Yes, they are. They're going to start flying to Monterey, California on August 8th, which to get to Carmel or Monterey is absolutely painful to get there yeah there's absolutely you have to fly into san francisco san jose san jose i think there might be an airport a little one in san luis obispo but anyway i'm sure it'll be a seasonal twice a week or something but that is really great i was excited about that because that's such a beautiful part of the country but just difficult to get to you know i just think of how much time i spent there back in our carlson days and Gina yeah. lived in Las Gatos, which is the most gorgeous community in the world out there. We would, I went out there a lot. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But uh, anyway, so Monterey, that's kind of exciting. And then the whales stole the spotlight at uh-huh. a North Shore um, surf tournament okay. for like teens yesterday. And in one shot, 
There's two. I've just decided these whales just surf and play all day, the mamas and, and their calves. How fun. These two whales were riding in the wave as the guys were, and gals were catching the first wave. And you could see them like kind of riding. Like, like it was wa- their version of whale surfing. That's and you cool. Could see okay. it That's so cute. Crystal clear. Oh, wow. Is that on Instagram or somewhere that it we could watch USA- it? It was on USA USA Today. Oh, that's so cool, Laurie. Yeah. And, you know, they really are. I mean, last night we saw a whole bunch of whales. And I mean, I'm just like, I guess that would not be a bad animal to come back as a humpback whale. It looks like because they look like they have so much fun. They kind of do. Right. And And no one really puts you in a cage, really, and tries to ride you like they do dolphins. No, no, right. there's nothing like that. So, but so the, anyway, that was kind of I love it. Okay, that's fun. And then an, another another uh, couple people caught a wave, and then right behind them were two whales breaching, which is when they jump straight, go straight up in the air like a missile, and then flop on their back. That looks like fun. It's like a big old. What would you you get to jump up as high as you can and laid back at like a belly back flop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so was you, kind of a, I'm pretty sure it was USA Today. And okay. then I also would like to uh, endorse, if anyone from the Hawaii government is listening, I am all for the Hawaii to have a $25 climate tax per visitor because 10 million people came here last year and 1.4 million people live in all of the islands. And I think about like the resort fees we pay in Las oh, yeah. Vegas, which are outrageous. Right. And it would help with the environment because they need help with the the trash, the recycling. Yes. Oh, Lori, wait, the beaches. What did she just say? Trash. Oh, trash. Oh. Is it? Is there trash? <laughs> no, there isn't trash. But you have ten million people coming right. to an island at one point four million. You can imagine the amount of. You know, packaging, yeah, yes, all the bottles, all of that. It's a lot. And we should, as tourists, that is a small price to preserve paradise. Thank oh, you very Lori. Much. I'm going to take that one step further. It'll drive you crazy, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, I think tourists should help Hawaii. Yes, I agree. Environment. I, of course. And, and are you sure they don't have that in place? No. Okay, that in, seems... That seems silly. Everyone else has it. Oh, and it's an gross. island. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a collection of islands and we want and also to protect wildfires so that they could have maybe more uh fire departments here. I mean, think All about right. what happened in Lahaina. We they've never taxed with that and so I think $25 her visitor is a very small price. To I, pay. I would and like. I hope did you passed. tweet this at the Hawaiian to people yet, Lori? Because I'm no, not sure was, anyone's listening today. This was in Hawaii news. Now it's in front of the Hawaii <laughs> legislature. Okay, and good. I just want to put my vote in as a longtime visitor. I am for this, and I, yes. and they're listening. And you called someone and said, "Listen at um, three twelve or whatever damn time. What is it there? Ten twelve or eleven twelve? It's a." Uh, Mm-hmm. It is. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> Good to get it off my 34B. <laughs> bragger, you bragger. You. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with stories we can't get enough of. 
Lori and Joey here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Now, Ann, we've heard that January has one of the highest rates for divorce filings than any other month of the year. And I'm wondering, is this because of the holidays, because of the new year starting? What's the deal? I think it really is affected by the holidays. I think a lot of people who are at a difficult point in their life try to maintain status quo for the sake of the children and the family during the holidays. They get through it and they kind of say, this is kind of my last straw. I need to move on. And again, you have your New Year's resolutions and it's the idea that now I can make those changes I need to and make a fresh start in my life. And if some of our people listening are thinking about divorce, what should their next steps be? Well, I really encourage people to start educating themselves. Start really gathering information and knowledge of their financial circumstances. A lot of people rely on the spouse to take care of it. Start educating yourself on that to be prepared. It'll also be more cost effective during the divorce proceeding. Call Tressler Law for your free one-hour divorce consultation. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Lori, so um, we have both been big fans of Wendy Williams. Um, oh. Her talk show was one that just brought us so much joy. How you doing? How I mean, you doing? we watched it the entire we did. time it was on the air because we were on the air and we used it. Uh, we used it for she prep. She entertained us and then she also gave us food for thought and then her... You know, let me tell you, you know, she would her couch. give us her, 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 her take on something. She was good at it. And so we learned about what, two or three weeks ago that Lifetime was going to have a documentary called um, Where is Wendy Williams? That's going to be on Lifetime this Saturday night, which is February 24th. So two part. So it'll be Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday, I think. And yeah. um, and that it, Wendy Williams is the executive producer, one of the executive producers of this documentary. But in People Magazine today, and she's going to be on the cover of People Magazine this week, the shocking revelations that we have found out just saddened me. Basically, her family has no contact in, with her anymore. No. That, I mean, that's not exactly true. Oh, okay. Then it's it, here's the deal. Okay, so yes, she produced it, yes, and Grant has a little audio about it's it. It's the trailer. And, yeah, a, a little bit of the trailer. And Williams' niece and her mom, Wanda, and Wanda is Wendy's sister. Yep. They are in the document, and they told me magazine um, that originally the documentary started out it was going to show wendy launching her new podcast in a, in 2022 we heard a lot and about it in the, a lot it, she yep. told us about it yep, but she's so excited instead it ended up pivoting to her personal life and health battles with alcohol and 
uh, Graves' disease, and the filming started last April when Wendy entered a facility to treat cognitive issues. In the documentary, Kevin Jr., her son, said the cognitive issues she was experiencing had to do with her alcohol use. Right. And then this fall, Wendy was, uh, or like last summer, she was, she and her team went into court and she was assigned a court appointed legal guardian. And according to Wendy's family, that is the only person with unrestricted access to Wendy. She's still at the facility. Yep. Her family doesn't even know where the facility is. Right. They can't call, but she can call them. And Wanda says they talk on a pretty regular basis, but she said, but the people who love her can't see her. We can't call her. And the big question is for us, how the hell did we get here? Right. You're so right. the fam the family, you know, the fact that they're speaking out about this is just wild to me. And I guess I I I wonder, well, if Wendy's executive producing it, but she doesn't have capacity of her money and she's in a that just must be a that's just what they're calling it, you mm -hmm. know, because she is giving permission and stuff, but I I I just I, I wonder what this documentary is going to be like. Well, um, okay. So the people said, you know, um, that one thing that they're going to talk about is, is the guardianship. Because she went into a court one way and came out completely different with this guardian. Like you said, her family doesn't have access to her anymore. So, and, and, But it was also her lawyers who asked for it. And how does that even happen? Well, her team talked her maybe into a voluntary guardianship. You know, that's a possibility. Well, and remember Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo froze her account. So her downward spiral kind of started on air, and then she fell back in her chair, and then she was taken um, to something, Lori. I think she was in the in-house um, sober living member. It, we, yes. it was really well documented. And finally, after missing so many shows and stuff, um, they started fill, filling in with more permanent fill-ins. Leah Remini did it for a while, Sherry Shepard, and then it ended up Sherry Shepard got the show. I'm and sure that broke Wendy's heart. I'm sure it did. And um, her financial, in 2022, froze her accounts at the time alleged she was of unsound mind. The bank successfully petitioned a New York court to have Williams placed under a temporary financial guardianship, reportedly because she was at the risk of financial exploitation due to her cognitive decline. There was a lot of stuff that her son, Kevin Jr., they were worried about her ta him taking all the money. He said, no, I've never taken any money from my mom without her consent, which yeah. what, whatever that means. But I don't know a bank well, no, stepping in on that. I think it was like, I think Wendy was actually going into the bank and making cash withdrawals of like $9,999 because then you don't have to declare it and giving it to people. She was hanging out with a lot of shady people. She had a couple of boyfriends that seemed shady boots to me. And yeah, if you are wasted and you can't think right, right, you better hope someone can talk you into saying, you know, wait, this isn't right. And she would go into the bank and be like, 
I don't know if they have that on film, but that was one of the reasons Wells Fargo was these cash amounts she was right. taking out. And, you know, Suzanne, her showrunner, talked. We'll talk about this a little later in the show because yeah. we're running out of time right oh, now. Oh, Wendy. But it's really, I'm it's watch sad. I, I know it. Hey, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to keep uh, hoping. They asked themselves, the should we Wendy. go, th- the filmmakers said, should we go through with this? And is this helping Wendy or hurting her? In the end, they felt like it was helping her. And then they go on to say, this is about the guardianship system, system and how system. it can be improved. Okay. So right. well, we'll be watching. Yeah, we will. All yeah. right. We'll moving on. Moving yeah. on. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. Lori and Julia here for Hammernick's Flooring Solutions. And I mean, I'm always struck by the fact that they've been in business since 1946. So there is a big difference when you use Hammernick's and they have been offering guidance to homeowners, contractors, property owners and managers across the metro area and whether you're you know doing a new interior space uh, for a business or or renovating your existing home they are happy to share the deep knowledge that they have to ensure that the floor whether it's hardwood whatever kind of flooring you pick or carpeting or a mix that no matter what your need or budget is they have the perfect flooring for you. It does exist. They're here to help you find it. They've got four locations and you're supporting a great family business that gives back to the community. Hammernix.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, that music only means one thing. We've got Chris Hewitt in the house and Lori... Lori's, Chris is fixing his hair because he sees himself on StreamYard. <laughs> yes. It's, which is our version of Zoom. So you wave, see Chris, Chris, Lori, Lori, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's it's Oscar season. It's it's still some movies are going on. The SAGs are this weekend. We just want to have you. Should we talk about movies that you've seen and like right now that are in theaters that people could go to? Sure. Should we start there and then we'll go into the Oscars, Lori? Okay, and sounds the predictions. Perfect. Okay, so... Doom Part 2 you can't talk about. Yes, I can. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I had written the embargo has passed. I yeah, it says that. It. On oh, there. it says it right there. Embargo expires. <laughs> so we Dyslexia. Oh, be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I know. Be, I know. Sorry. Uh, people can't see it until it opens a week from tomorrow. But actually, I heard that there are some... Preview in quotation mark screenings this Sunday, I think, too. So anyway, oh, it's coming. And is it's it going to be huge. 
Uh, I would say it's very good. Three and a half stars. Yep. Yep. I know. The deal is the, um, (laughs) the, the narrative is a little bit confusing, particularly since we saw the first half of this movie two and a half years ago when it came out in October of 2021. But it, like on a visual level, it is astonishing. Like scene after scene after scene is just crazy. And you guys' boyfriend, Austin, Austin Butler. Butler, who I have not been a big believer in, yes. is spectacular. He is. He talked about how hot it was and they would puke every day because it was so hot filming it. Well, I wonder. so scary. And he's he's in like full body makeup, so they must have had some kind of sweat-free full body makeup no too. Because Okay, so Dune is an, a, something in the future. It's based on a book from a long time ago, right? Or what is it even about? It's based on a series of novels by Frank Herbert. Okay. Uh, Dune was the first of them. And the first one basically is both of the movies. We've we've now almost gotten, I think, to the end of the first Dune book. There are more. Okay. But yeah, it takes place in the future. It's, you know, the usual deal. One family that rules this land benevolently. Timothy Chalamet is the heir to that family yes. is overthrown. And then he has this sort of battle to get back the throne and also save his people from the despots who have taken over. Okay. Yeah. To me, I would never read, I never was interested in doing the book, but the movie is more fun because you can just don't try and keep track of everything. Just sit back and enjoy the spectacle is what I say. Oh, Laurie. That's the <laughs> thing. Cause like I, there's no recap in the second one. So if you didn't see the first one or if you don't remember it and I didn't remember that. Oh, well, okay. You're, you are kind of a little bit behind the eight ball at the beginning of it. But uh, to me, it actually works on the level that you just described Laurie. You can just sit there and be like, Holy moly. I can't believe how beautifully they did that. And that, and that. And so that. you don't have to have seen, Dune 1 to see Dune 2. You should have. Okay. Because it definitely is the same story. It's the second half of that same story. But I think if you haven't, it can work on a visual. And if you're a person who appreciates, you know, movie visuals, uh, I think you can watch it on that level. And also stars. It is packed with big names. The cast. Yeah. Drop them. Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Florence Pugh, Christopher Walken, Javier Bardem, wow. Josh Brolin, wow. Austin Butler, Charlotte Rampling. Yeah, it's a Whoa. crazy, crazy packed cast. So what made you think, now, okay, this kid can act, Austin Butler, this isn't <laughs> just a fluke thing. I am curious. Well, so I don't think I'd ever seen him in anything before, Elvis. Elvis? And then he continued to play that part in, as we've discussed, every single appearance he made for the following right. year. So yeah. it was like, can the guy do anything else? Well, yeah, he can. This is completely mm-hmm. different. He's this kind of quietly sadistic killing machine, basically, in this movie. And he's really kind of terrifying. Okay. Because he's right now in um, Masters of the Year on Apple+. Plus. The World War II bombers about this 100th Battalion. He's in that. Yeah, which I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All right, now let's go on. That was Dune Part 2. Let's go to Drive Away Dolls. This is an Ethan Cohen film, and it stars... Margaret Qualley. Yep. And Geraldine Viswanathan. Uh, And Beanie Feinstein. Yep. Uh, Gold, isn't it? Feldstein. Well, she hasn't changed. Feldstein. Yeah. Fine's cousin. Um, (laughs) It is Ethan Cohen's first movie as a solo director. Well, he made a Jerry Lee Lewis documentary, but his first fictional movie as a solo director. And it probably, much more than, say, Joel's Tragedy of Macbeth, feels kind of like one of the larkier Cohen Brothers movies. It's a caper. It's silly. It's maybe kind of in the same vein as Big Lebowski or 
Raising Arizona, they play, it has a lot more dildos in it than you would expect. Okay. They play two young women, uh, both lesbians, okay. who agree to transport a mysterious suitcase from Philadelphia to Tallahassee and have uh, misadventures involving gangsters, the aforementioned dildos, and other stuff along the way. Did you like it? Pedro Pascal's in it, Matt Damon. Pedro Pascal, Whoa. I should say, is only briefly in it. Okay. And Matt Damon, I feel, is a little bit of a spoiler. I would oh. not have revealed that. He doesn't oh, oops. Uh, show up until the very end. But no, all it's right. it's been spoiled all over the place. It's not oh. your fault. Um, yeah, it actually has a couple of other big stars and cameos that I'm not going to spoil, too. But um, <laughs> it is fun. Go, it Julia. feels very That was slight. not written on my sheet. <laughs> Matt Damon makes a cameo. Don't spoil it, Julia. No, it's not your fault. They've, they've been spoiling it, too. Okay. It, it, but do you give it like a two and a half? It's in that neighborhood, All yeah. Right. It's very slight. Like, you know, you kind of think maybe it's going to be a little bit like Fargo, say, where right, it turns right. out to have kind of a, a, a bigger statement to make. And yes. I don't really think it does. I think it's mostly just a lark. Okay. I love the title. Drive it's a fun title. And I never knew what that meant before. I interviewed Ethan Cohen and his wife, Trisha Cook, who wrote the screenplay with him. Uh, I think it's in the paper today, actually. No, it's not. It's on the website today. It's in the paper on Friday. Okay, anyway, thank you. A drive away. Do you already know this? No, you were in the travel no, business. No, a drive no. away is if you're too young to rent a car. Oh yeah. There oh. are situations where you can agree to transport something for somebody, and it doesn't matter that you're too young to rent a car. So you're going to one way drive it from one place to the next. I I never knew that, but I know. I didn't if, either. But uh, because it's ridiculous, the car rental places won't rent to. People till they're twenty five or above. Yeah, I was wondering if that's still true. The movie set in nineteen ninety nine. I think it so is. Wow, it is, and it's simply because of the crashes. Yep, the amount of crashing that happens between eight and 20, eighteen to twenty five. They just not. They're not going to deal with it. And think hmm. of how car insurance works the same way. I had yeah. my kids. Yeah. They were expensive till then, yeah. and then they just go down. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it does. Statistically speaking, the number, the amount of crashing that happens between the ages of. 16 and 25 are just, like, enormous. They are. Also, the number of people who are free to just drive to Tallahassee for a while is probably pretty limited, too, in the other age groups. You're right about that. You're right about that. All right, the next movie, it came out last weekend or maybe two weeks ago, Bob Marley, One Love. Yeah, it's not very good. Um, the guy who <laughs> We've plays, heard such mixed things. Okay. <laughs> the guy who plays Bar- Bob Marley, I think, is not good at all. He doesn't look like him. He doesn't seem like him. He doesn't have the energy that Bob Marley has. If you've ever seen you know, clips of him performing concert, he's mm-hmm. super like bouncy and yes. energetic and yes. tiggerish. This guy's not like that. Um, and it also has that problem that biopics almost always have where they feel kind of fake even though they're true. However, I will say, Lashana Lynch, I will say, I will say, Lashana Lynch, who plays Rita Marley, is spectacular. And she was, you know, the new 007 in the last James Bond movie. Yes. And she was in The Woman King with Viola Davis. Yes. She was fantastic in both of those movies. And she's she's like the find of this movie. She's great. And the other thing is, the music is fantastic. Oh, God. I no, mean, I like- you kind of forget if you haven't listened to your legend CD in a while, like yeah. I hadn't, mm-hmm. that he just had song after song after song. Unbelievable. Is, yeah. So that you get to enjoy again in the movie too. Okay. What about Argyle? I, I love the premise of this and I like the, the look of it, but I have no idea what it's about or if it's good. Um, I like the look of it and I like the idea of it too, but it ends up being a little bit too complicated. So Bryce Dallas Howard plays this woman who writes spy novels 
And in her spy novels, the hero, who's kind of like a James Bond type yeah. character, is uh, Argyle, who is played by Henry Cavill. So there's her life and there's his life, which are two tracks in the movies. Then she is approached by Sam Rockwell, who's a real-life spy, okay. who says there's this plot going on with you and the manipulation of the character you created. So we kind of have three competing stories. I have a spy. headache just listening to this. It's a little bit of a headachey movie, and it's a fun idea. And it almost I like it like, without the third part. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, or like even if it could have worked almost like that Jennifer Garner show on TV, like if it were a series where it had a little yeah. time to kind of unspool these right. multiple timelines, but it just ends up being too much too quickly, and that doesn't leave enough room for Catherine O'Hara, who plays Bryce Dallas's Howard's mother and can do no wrong. Um, so it 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 is promising in a way that it doesn't quite deliver on. Okay, I'm going to wait for streaming. Also, Bryce Dallas Howard Tell me. Tell is me. missing something. She's missing a thing that would make her a star. Like, she's fine, but she doesn't have, like, a Melissa McCarthy spark or a whatever. Well, we you know who I always... Adams. No, she. I always confuse sure. her with the gal who played Molly's Game. Um, that other Amy gal. Amy Adams. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not Amy oh, Adams. Oh, Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Because those two are very similar looking, different weights. And I read a night... You know, Bryce Dallas Howard, her story is really interesting. Yeah, it's not that I don't like her, but, but she just, just little... feels like she's just not a. It doesn't okay. have like she... movie star. Yeah, she doesn't quite she have, have that charisma. All right, mm-hmm. well, does is there charisma in Lisa Frankenstein, De- Diablo Cody's? Oh gosh, no! It's terrible. <laughs> it is a horror comedy spoof. It's not funny. It's why do not people scary. make? Why do people put movie money towards these things if they know it doesn't? Work initially, kind of. What is that? Well, I mean, I suppose you hope. Right. And it's Diablo Cody. She won an Oscar. She's written a bunch of great screenplays. And I think in this case, it was probably made for not very much money. It's a very, very lo-fi cast and production. So maybe even they were like, "Eh, you know, we'll see what it does in theaters and it'll make back its money on streaming or something like that. I don't know. The expectations can never have been high because it's a (laughs) bust. Yeah, and it's Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> what did I call it? You called it Frankenstein. Well, listen, I'm getting my Steins and Steens mixed up today. <laughs> Just like Mel Brooks. That <laughs> and is it like the Frankenstein story? Is that basically it? Just uh, set kind in the of. 80s? She's this kind of gloomy goth teenager, uh, almost like she's in a John Hughes movie. And it is set in the, let's see, is it set in the 80s or 90s? It's set in the 80s. And she visits the cemetery and accidentally summons back to life this creature who's played by that Cole Spruce from Riverdale, uh, who had been part of a Victorian romantic tragedy, and they sort of try to help each other and maybe fall in love, except his it limbs are falling like off. sounds like it could have been good. Yeah, it does have some potential, but the pieces of it do not fit together. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about, I mean, the Oscars are coming up. They are. What, what, is, what do we think is going to happen? Are we okay with it? And Greta Gerwig has said her first words oh. about Margot Robbie getting robbed of an Oscar nomination. Oh. She hasn't spoken about it before. Excellent. Just FYI. That's a good teaser. Oh, that is a really good one, Laurie. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back. It's Laurie and Julia with Chris Hewitt on My Talk 1071. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this spring like day in Minnesota. We have Chris here from the Star Tribune. 
at Chris Hewitt, if you want to follow him. And he's um, he does book reviews. He does movie reviews, sometimes ice skating reviews. <laughs> um, it's the, actually at Hewitt Strib. At Hewitt Strib. I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay, so now the Oscars are happening. So is there any, do you feel like we're going to have, and he brought, he didn't bring licorice today, Laurie. What are you munching on? Cherry bombs. Oh, very good. They were out of licorice. No they licorice. were out of, out of licorice. Lori's waving her hand. What do you want to say? Hello? Or is there a fly? Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess I want to start with, because we haven't talked to since, because Oscar voting is actively happening. You know, it's Even happening right now. I think voting closes, like, I don't know, maybe next Monday or after the SAG Awards for sure. Yeah, there's still the at least second. a week. Yeah. And um, so we haven't talked to you since, you know, like the jaw dropping thing, the very point of the Barbie movie happened in real life with Margot Robbie not being nominated for an Oscar for playing Barbie and Greta Gerwig not getting the director nomination. Just it was like classic. The bar for women is always being set higher than you can ever jump. Yeah. I mean, how that felt. Oh, totally. And honestly, almost every year, if you ask the question, gosh, what did Oscar get wrong this year? The answer is they screwed women, um, yeah. which it is again this year. I will say I have less of a problem with Greta or with uh, Margot Robbie not being nominated for Best Actress because for once that actually was a really competitive category. All of five of the women who are nominated are terrific and other women mm-hmm. who could have been nominated weren't. So okay. that one I can kind of see, but okay. for my money, Greta Gerwig did the best directing job of the year. That movie is a tonal nightmare, like to get that right. And that's completely the director's job to figure out and to get all of the actors and creative people on the same page. She also wrote a script that finally figured out how you could even turn an inanimate doll into a movie that was right. interesting and provocative. Right. And to me, that is just nuts. Not only should she be nominated for Best Director, she should be winning Best Director. I, yeah. And, and Christopher Nolan's getting, you know, one's BAFTA, one's a director, so is winning everything. And, you know, he's due. He should have won okay. like five years ago the way Greta Gerwig should this year. Oh, okay. for sure. Okay. It's crazy that he's never won given the, the amazing movies that he's made. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's kind of a old-time Hollywood stylist that, you know, everybody in the Academy is potentially going to... Really like the Dark Knight, I would think he would win for. I mean, that was so good. Yeah, or Dunkirk. Or Dunkirk, yeah. Yeah, tons Mm -hmm. of Yeah, okay, I get that. Uh, um, Chris, I wonder if the ultimate, at least the recognition will be that Barbie wins Best Picture. Christopher Nolan wins Best Director, and then Barbie wins Best Picture. It's it's not... I think the movie prize is going to be that she'll win the screen pl- screenwriting award. It's not nominated for best film. Laurie. It is. Yeah, it's it for is. best screenplay. No, it's no, nominated for best it, film. For oh. best picture, yes, it is. There's ten. Oh, I have the BAFTA list. I'm sorry. Okay. It is, yeah. and and I do think if there's going to be a surprise, that's probably it. But I think Oppenheimer's pretty I much got too. that locked up. Yeah. Or right, at you least they can know. give her the screenplay award because that screenplay again, it's just astonishing to me how she figured that all out. Um, well, this is what um, Greta Gerwig told in, in an interview that was just posted. She addressed the nominations because she hasn't said anything. And she said, of course, I wanted it for Margot, but I'm just happy we all get to be there together. And she said, 
when a friend's mom said to me, I can't believe you didn't get nominated. And I said to her, but I did. I got an Oscar nomination. She goes, oh, okay, that's wonderful. Because <laughs> like you said, she. And so that is what, of course, a woman would handle it this way. And, and we she's... should we should say Margot Robbie is nominated, too, because she's one of the producers along with her husband. Of yes. Barbie. Yes. So you, right, think, you think. OK, but this is I've got something from you um, that you wrote, Chris Hewitt, on January 23rd. Oh, who's going to win this year's Oscar? Who should win? Oh, when the nominations came out. Yeah. yeah when I'm, they first came out. We'll have to see if my opinion has changed on any of those. I, I know. <laughs> I know it. Um. Well, I can't even tell what wins because it's I printed it out so funny. Do you do you have anything like who's gonna be the less best actor? Yeah, I think Paul Giamatti's gonna win. He's good. That's a good movie. And he's another one who's been around a while and been yep. nominated before and has not won in probably o- over Killian Murphy? I think so. I do too. Because he's been winning everything except for the one Golden Globe that Paul won. Well, Giamatti also won. Did he win the New York Film Critics? But yeah, it's kind of been the two of them trading Mm -hmm. off. And you think Emma Stone's going to take it for that crazy movie that no one's seen except you? I do. (laughs) It actually did fairly well. Did it? Poor Things. Are we going to have to watch that? I think Poor Things is going to win a bunch of stuff. Uh, Most of it will be the craft stuff, but I think it's going to win for production design and costumes. Okay. And and yeah, I do think it's either going to be her or Lily Gladstone. I. I feel like I hope Lily I hope Lily I would love for her to win too but it does seem mm-hmm. like just recently there might have been some movement in the Emma Stone direction and Emma Stone's performance in that movie is phenomenal I mean she plays in the body of a woman she plays the character basically from infancy to her 30s and is believable all the way so it wouldn't be a problem if Emma Stone won but she's already got one is it a fun mm-hmm. movie is it a kind of do I think so more things but besides weird is it fun? it's fun yeah it is it's, I mean, it is peculiar, but like Mark Ruffalo's performance, he's like a silent movie bad guy almost. He's <laughs> way over the top. Uh, there's funny dialogue. There's a scene where, uh, well, I, I, I better not say because out of context, it won't make okay. sense. But yeah, there's funny, there are funny lines in it. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's Grant. We have a, we might have to watch that before yes. the Oscars. That one we have to, yeah. Put yeah. it on your homework list. We, yeah. we, we have a homework list. Anatomy of a Fall. Lori started, couldn't finish. Um, what's that? Well, you know, we, yeah, I got to finish it. I only watched half of it, Chris. I love that movie. You, you did. did. Were you in a theater? No. No, it, it was uh, at home, and I watched it with three noisy people, and <laughs> two of them fell asleep, and, you know, it was one of those kinds of things. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the ideal situation. <laughs> Yeah, I so I got to just probably start it all over, but I was intrigued with the premise because I love a murder mystery. Yeah, and it becomes, you might not have quite gotten there, but it becomes a courtroom courtroom drama, which is another That's, fun. Yeah. Okay, so we got to try that. And how about, did you like Maestro? I did. Did you? you yeah. Did? I didn't love yeah, yeah, Maestro, did. but I thought this idea that in a way music was more important to him than any of Anything. the events in his life. I thought that was kind of an interesting take on him. You know what? Any season music, everything. Yeah, music was first. And Kerry Mulligan was great in it. And so is he. I mean, I kind of forgot it was him. Yeah. In the way that you sort of hope will happen in a biopic. I just didn't like him. Chris, any chance Ryan Gosling will get best supporting <laughs> actor for Ken? <laughs> 
No, I, I'm serious because people love him in Hollywood, and you know that would be another classic way the Barbie whole everything wraps up as it can gets the. <laughs> I think there is a chance. I think he's like number two. I think Robert Downey Jr. is probably the favorite and probably is going to win. But if he doesn't, mm-hmm. it seems like it probably will be Ryan Gosling. But I wonder, almost as a voter. Knowing the whole, as you've described, Lori, this kind of classic, let's honor the guy instead of the woman. Right. Does that mm-hmm. maybe work against voting right. for him? Even if you were to think he was the best one, maybe you're like, all right, well, I can't play into that thing that we've already started. So I better vote for good old Robert Downey Jr. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. But then I would think it would almost work the opposite. Like Barbie got snubbed. Yes. Um, let's give them some love. That's where I think the screenplay is going to come in. Yeah, okay. Got it. We'll see. All right, well, we'll see. We might not let Chris leave the building because we have this thing (laughs) called books that we love talking about. Um, We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk.